El Dorado Ammonia LLC v. Global Industrial Inc., 2023, ARC App 455. The Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed and remanded from a judgment arising from a materialman's lien because of an inadequate property description. Judge Gruber explained, quote, On September 29, 2015, Global recorded a materialman's lien in the amount of $12,426,140.68. The lien stated, The real property which is charged with this lien is a portion of the property described on Exhibit A attached hereto and incorporated herein by this reference. Such property is commonly known as the El Dorado Chemical Plant, and such plant is located at the following address, 4500 Northwest Avenue, El Dorado, Arkansas, 71730. Exhibit A was a property description for the entirety of the property owned by EDCC at that address, which includes hundreds of acres and many buildings. Global has also included as exhibits two overhead shots from Google Images showing the property and claimed Exhibit B is a more detailed, closer aerial photograph depicting the general location in which the labor was furnished and materials provided. Exhibit B2 is an aerial photograph that includes many structures and buildings with text added that says, Plant Area Where Global Industrial Inc. Provided Labor and Materials. After the original material men's lien was filed, Lados paid Global for the difference between the amount invoiced and the amount of the back charge. Global then amended its material men's lien on February 23, 2016. The first amended lien was in the amount of $8,772,815.69. The amended lien did not describe the property on which work was performed with any further specificity. Arkansas Code Annotated Section 1844.117a mandates that a person wishing to place a material man's lien on a piece of property must file a lien account within 120 days after the work was performed. The filing must include, among other information, a correct description of the property to be charged with the lien, verified by affidavit. Art Code and Section 1844.117a2a The statute is explicit that for real property, a street address is not a correct description of the property under subdivision A2A of this section. Id section 1844.117A2B What was wrong? An inadequate description and untimely amendment. In this case, we must determine whether Global's property description was too broad to comply with the statute. We conclude that it was. While there are situations in which an over-inclusive property description can pass the test and describe the location such that a person familiar with the locality could identify it with reasonable certainty, this is not such a situation. End of quote. Extrinsic evidence may be considered, but it was unavailing here. Quote, it is true that extrinsic evidence can be used to determine which segment of the property is subject to the lien. However, 
Global's own expert testified that he could not identify which portion of the property was encumbered on the basis of the original material men's lien and the first amended lien. The property description in the original lien and the first amended lien was not sufficient to enable anyone familiar with the locality to identify the premises intended to be described with reasonable certainty to the exclusion of others. End of quote. Untimely Amendment Strict Construction versus a Limited Application of Substantial Compliance There was an amended description. It was untimely under the Materialman's Lien Statute, which is strictly construed since it is at variance with the common law. While there is a limited exception carved out of case law, this case did not fall within it. Quote, Having concluded that the property description in the original Materialman's Lien and the first amended lien was insufficient, we now must determine whether the second amended lien cured that insufficiency. There is no dispute that the property description in the second amended lien identified the area of improvement with certainty. However, the lien account must be filed within 120 days after the performance of the work or provision of materials. Art Code and Section 1844-117-A1 The original materialman's lien was timely filed. Moreover, all actions must be commenced within 15 months after filing the lien account. Art Code and Section 1844-119-A And a lien expires after 15 months unless 1. An action shall be instituted as described in this chapter and 2. A Liz Pendens is filed under Section 1659-101 et sec. Id section 1844-119b. As stated above, strict compliance with the statute is required primarily for the protection of third parties who might acquire rights in or liens upon the property. The statutory scheme is also designed to protect the landowner by ensuring that the owner has notice of any potential action and an opportunity to protect its property from the potential effects of a lien. End of quote. The Supreme Court has allowed substantial compliance in limited circumstances by Wiggins v. Searcy Federal Savings and Loan Association, 253 ARC 407 at 410, but this was not one of them. Quote, To meet this relaxed standard, the complaint must be filed within 120 days and must either include the loan account or allegations of the complaint which embrace substantially all that the statute requires to appear in the verified account are treated as a substitute for the account required by the statute. Because Global filed the complaint outside the 120-day window, strict compliance with the Materialman's Lien statute is required. The original Materialman's Lien would expire unless a lawsuit and a Liz Pendens properly identifying the property was filed within 15 months. Global did not meet either of those requirements. The second amended complaint, which incorporated the proper description in the second amended lien, was filed 26 months after the original materialman's lien, far more than 120 days after the work had been performed. The amended Liz Pendants was filed 37 months after the original materialman's lien. The time period to enforce the lien had long passed by that point. 
End of quote. Additional language for unpaid invoices. The judgment included the language unpaid invoices, which also required reversal. Quote, Determining the value of the unpaid invoices seems to have been the circuit court's way of quantifying the indebtedness. In support of this interpretation, the circuit court goes on to state a few sentences later that foreclosure of the lien was granted to satisfy EDA's and EDCC's debt to Global. Additionally, the circuit court denied all of Global's other causes of action that could have given rise to an additional judgment. As such, this court believes the circuit court's language concerning non-payment of invoices was not an attempt to establish a further cause of action. To the extent that the language could be interpreted as a judgment for non-payment of invoices, such judgment is reversed and remanded. End of quote. End of decision.